I'm a way over, so there's like the construction, and uh, but no one's working at Sunday. And the sign where it tells you your speed limit and what the speed limit is and how fast you're going, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're all broke. Because every time <laughs> I that? every time I pass them, there's no numbers on it when I go by. It's just a bunch of letters. So slow down. Uh, how do I? How fast do I know I'm going? You don't tell me. You just tell me slow down. I don't know. Where's this one at? No, it's all of them, Tim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've broken the scale. This is the this is the default option when it doesn't know how faster fast you're going. than the speed of light. I love it. <laughs> Yo, I had a quick question for you. Ask I was thinking away. about this. Ask away. As we talk about our our future business goals, uh-huh. if you were t- to talk to your future employees and you assume you're going to be their boss one day, how would you want your future employees to describe you in one word as a boss? Ooh, one word. Mm-hmm. All right, give me a sec. I'd say understanding. Ooh, okay. But not to say like that makes someone softer it's just i understand i want to be the most understanding boss understand what they're going through yeah like emotional intelligence and like be able to to give some leeway when someone really needs it you know yeah it's like yeah we're trying to run a business but Mm -hmm. i want you to be part of the family Mm -hmm. so understanding would be my word okay yeah good question how about you what's your word mine would be trustworthy okay i want them to know that when i say something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up on it. Or when they come with me at a, at a question or something that they want to see improved, mm-hmm. that they can trust that I'm going to get back to them on that and talk it over. And just doing like being reliable. So, Such a good trait. Yeah, it goes into trust. Such a good trait. I like that. Yeah. Because who you are is like a reflection of your business. Like obviously if you're the face of your business, who you are as a person is part of your business's brand at the same time. So, oh, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Big question. Man. But yeah. Okay. I deep, guess question, just, deep question to uh, start off. We're just end. jumping right into it. Yeah, you know. Line it up. Get our feet wet. Right out of here. Um, well, I guess, uh, well, how's your weekend, Tim? We'll, it start, was good. we'll start there, and then we'll get into it. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Um, what all did you do? My friend Christian graduated from Purdue, the, oh, the cool. School of Nursing, and he had his uh, graduation party yesterday in Warsaw. So we went up there for that. Good for him. Saw man. him, caught up with a lot of people from my hometown who I haven't seen in a while. Uh, that was pretty much the highlight. And then my girlfriend's brother, he works at a brewery in Anderson. So we stopped there on the way back into town yesterday. Very but, fun. Yeah. Kind of cool. all over the state. We saw her, her family as well. So good yeah. deal. Good, good deal. weekend. Man. What about you? Birthday boy. Yes, sir. So it was my birthday on Friday. I turned 26. Um, More life, baby. More life. Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, so like the last two years, and I think I might try to keep this tradition rolling. So Last year, I saw Kenny Chesney live on my birthday. That was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday was my birthday, the 31st. Saw John Party and Dirk Bentley live. Next year, my birthday will be on a Saturday. There's going to be some type of concert. I'm just going to keep the concert train rolling. Just a really good time. Yeah. Saw, saw one of my docs. We, we linked up. At the um, concert? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, warmed up at my buddy Shelby's house. Uh, went straight from work up there. Yeah, sorry, uh, I couldn't make it. Dude, no worries. What time did you guys end up leaving for the concert? Ah, uh, like six thirty. Tough to remember. Six thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Don't throw me missed, under would, so so quick. I would have missed you. You got to wait till later in the night to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome, man. And what um, did you do yesterday? Yesterday, I uh, went to Brad's. Okay. Uh, me, me and the boys just had a little little day. Nice. Festivities, uh, some cornhole, um, some some uh, beer ball, you know, mm-hmm. had a few drinks, packed the coolers, chung out, listened to country music out in the sun. Beautiful day for it. Perfect Grilled weekend. some burgers, you know. Ah, it's yeah. awesome. Good, so, man. Yeah, good birthday weekend. Good birthday weekend. But uh, I was a little bummed today. I saw... Um, you know, I was catching up on, on the news. I was out of the loop for the last couple of days. Uh, shooting in Virginia Beach. Uh, 12 people killed, others wounded, and three in critical condition. Uh, that was from a CNN article uh, that I found. Uh, so the shooter was killed after a shootout uh, with police. Uh, was described as a quote-unquote disgruntled employee but no one saw uh, this type of action coming. So people who knew him, who worked with him for years, every day didn't think he would go to this. Uh, but they said he was, you know, just a disgruntled employee. I mean, so he went back to his employer where he works. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, okay. it said in the article, uh, it said he first shot someone in their car in the parking lot, and then went inside. Yeah. So it's it's like man. When people say no one saw this coming, like no, he gave off no indication. Of I don't it. know. I mean, think think about okay, disgruntled employee. Mm-hmm. That could mean a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, like you you have those everywhere every day, right? But at some point, someone might just snap one day and be like, you know what? That's yeah. it. That's it. It's a lesson for other. But it's like, things. yeah, people might not see it coming. Maybe people didn't talk to him on a regular basis I don't know mm-hmm. we don't know the situation we don't know what he had uh, family life personal you know yeah because it may not even been 100% work related so many things um, <clears throat> and maybe he didn't have people to talk to I don't know mm-hmm. but I was just like damn dude 12 people that's that's a lot of people man I mean one's too many but so I don't know I, you know people Always have. I feel like this answer and that answer. I I don't have the answer. I don't. I'm not gonna say more gun laws, less gun laws. I I don't know. I don't know if you had thoughts on it. I know this is kind of a, a touchy subject, but yeah, it, it's it's one that will come up again and again with things like this happening. Well, this uh, this guy's breaking uh, Gloria Morris's rule: leave your personal stuff at the door. Don't bring it into work with you. Mm. He broke it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just do whatever you can. I mean, if you're a business owner, if you're like the, the employees and you you someone is disgruntled with work, you got to tap into why that is. And don't be afraid to have that conversation with someone at work. And oftentimes, like you said, it may be work-related, but it could have been driven from stuff outside of work. So mm-hmm. it's always good to, to address things head-on like that and, and alleviate all the, the pains that employees are facing, but sometimes you can't really do that. Yeah. Stuff because and it's tough to point the finger at, at one person except him, but just got to do what you can to, to talk to people, and make sure mm-hmm. everyone who works there is happy. So it's hard, man. Because then it's like you try to save everybody too. Yeah, it's tough because people got to save themselves too. Right, and that's hard to tap into. Uh-huh. That's really tough. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know my thoughts on on guns. I'm pro the Second Amendment, but. Then something needs to be done. Yeah. I just don't know what that something is. I'm not going to say I have the answer. I don't. But 
extreme on either side is is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm not sure what what's gonna happen as a result of this law wise, if anything. But oh, always on that pulse just to to see what people might come up with. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a hard one, real hard one. Yeah. Well, on that uh, peachy note, Tim, what uh, what you got for us today? Yeah, so there's a there's a coffee roasting and cafe brand, like it's a coffee shop cafe. They brew, mm-hmm. they make their own coffee. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. They sell they sell merch. It's a uh, it's in Santa Cruz, California. Called and the and the name of the place is called Cat and Cloud. Okay. And mm-hmm. they are being sued by the fifty four point seven billion dollar company in Caterpillar. Really? Makes the industrial equipment. Cat and tractors cloud. Fun, yeah. So is it like, do they like, like cats? Is it like a cat-friendly place? or? Well, here's the thing. So you know how Caterpillar, they have, they also sell work boots. Oh, very very familiar with Caterpillar. Yeah. yeah. And this this coffee company, they're selling merch like, like crew neck shirts, coffee mugs, gear, any type of gear. Uh-huh. But they're also selling shoes. And they're putting the, the na- their name Cat and Cloud yeah. on the shoe and Caterpillar goes after this small random business and tells them, hey, we have a, a world-renowned brand that serves people's work boots in an effective way. We want to keep our brand what it is. And they're pretty much telling – they, they did, did a cease and desist. So they're saying, hey, take this off yeah. your, your thing or, and we'll leave you alone. But they're actually like taking them to court. So they are going to sue them if they don't remove the, their brand from just the, sho- the shoes only. I don't see how this will stand. I don't think it will either, because like cat, it, like so can people not put cat on anything? Cat like? and cloud, cat and cloud. All right, it, let's go strictly off animals here, okay? Completely different. Cat and a caterpillar, way different. Let's start yeah. there. Yeah, and it's also like when we when we had the uh, trademark discussion with with that that one gentleman, um, it's like your name also has as much weight as how popular you are mm-hmm. so i guess caterpillar they might short shorten it like to cat but it's not like it's cat and cloud like cat and cloud ha- has no relevancy to what caterpillar does yeah everyone sells sells shirts you can buy a shirt with just the word cat on it right are they going to get sued too like it, i don't know like this doesn't make sense to me yeah because the thing is it's like, do they a, have any other like actual heavier stuff to go with it? Like any any weight to why they're going to these lengths or what? I mean, no, they just Caterpillar side of the story is that they have customers all around the world who wear their boots. They want to protect and maintain the brand they love, and they seem to think that they're taking no risks with this company. Maybe they think they're going to become big one day. I don't know, but there's no way there's no way I could ever see like this like industry that they're in coffee like they're just selling these boots as like a side item like just to promote their business it's not like they're actually trying to compete with like the durability value of a caterpillar it's sure. coffee roasting in a cafe yeah and so here's 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 my other thing caterpillar over 54 billion dollars right mm-hmm. like everyone knows that brand yeah by some way shape or form like you know the brand yeah uh it's on the Dow. Like if <laughs> if they want to protect their brand, why are they so worried about Cat and Cloud? 
Like, I'm not trying to diss Cat and Cloud. I'm just talking in terms of size and, like, how worldly renowned uh, Caterpillar is already. What are they so worried about? Mm-hmm. They think that a coffee shop is going to make better industrial strength boots than they are. Come on. Yeah. Like, the fuck's the deal? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, the, this makes no sense. Uh, and I don't see how this could, could hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've... The, the two but I'm founders, not a lawyer, so. The, yeah, the two founders of this coffee shop, they've taken that product off their website for now while, while all this is going on, but they are going to fight it. They've started yeah. like a, a petition on change.org. It has over 12,000 signatures already. Yeah. Just tell the, the name of the, the petition is Tell Caterpillar Incorporated to Stop Bullying Cat and Cloud and Other Small Businesses. <laughs> 12,000 signatures. But yeah, I think, I think this will end up, they'll end up being able to sell that. But I don't know, like, if you're looking at the the legality of the law, like, what, what, did, the, thing I what, don't what did the lawyer say? He said it's a race to the trademark office or something. But at the same time, cat is, like, the word cat isn't all-inclusive enough to just belong to Caterpillar. Right. Especially because they're, like, put it, like, cat and cloud. It's part of their own unique name, so. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, I'm no lawyer. I don't know. Just the word cat. It's, it's all the word cat. Man. Yeah, I don't know in, in those terms, but it's just I don't know. I I have a hard time. Here's we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's other things going on, other moving pieces that no one knows anything about. We don't know if there is a different, completely different underlying motive. You know. Maybe it's a personal vendetta. Maybe they know each other. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, like I, I don't know what we don't know. So I'm always interested in what else is really going on and what are we getting on Front Street. Mm. Maybe I, I, I try to always think about there's something else going on. Like the, think about your own lives, right? Or your own life, right? Uh, there can be a lot of things that people see at face value and take it for face value, but. There's a lot of other things going on too. You mm-hmm. might have a different motive and be like, "No, I didn't do it because of that," but yeah, you did. You know. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I'm not a fan of this. I. I'm not. But either. I. But I also don't. I don't. I, I'm not understanding why they would go to such lengths. In this one business, because there's got to be other things out there that have this on there, right? Think about whoever started the meme, like Grumpy Cat. Yeah, Cat in the Hat. <laughs> yeah, Cat in the Hat. Exactly. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting thing going down. I don't. Maybe, maybe Caterpillar is hoping for some, some, just some buzz around their name. <laughs> I, hey, man. So good, I guess, or ba- good or bad. Good. There's no such thing as bad news. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Was that bad press or whatever it is? Yeah, something know. like that. Nope. Yeah. What? As long as people Any are talking. Any press is good press. As long as people are talking about you, that's all they care about. But oh. you're exactly right because you know what? The people who love. The shit out of Caterpillar are probably going to buy something extra this week because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Probably. So some you know boots. what? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Someone, some industrial worker sees this article. is like, oh, my boots are getting a little old. Let me go buy another pair of these. Right, right. So, huh. We'll have to, I want to see how that ends up. Yeah. We'll, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure we'll hear about it. We'll have a, an updated count on the amount of signatures on that petition by next week. <laughs> hey, you weekly said that, not week, me. Weekly assignment. For you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was also reading about rumination, uh, how obsessive thinking impacts anxiety and depression. 
And I was like, all right, look no further. I got my next article. And it, it talks mm. about when, and, and I'm sure a lot of people do this, where you think about something over and over and over and over again. And, you know, there are certain things if you need to find a solution to that there is a solution, okay. But we do it with things that are out of our control too. So that obsessive thinking, like, yeah, you need time and space to think about whether it's um, a thing at work or like a loved one, significant other, an ex, whatever it may be, uh, and kind of analyze, okay, because they talk about how to combat it. Am I uh, getting stuck here? Am I thinking about things that are out of my control? Is dwelling making it better at all? Or is it just making my life more miserable? Is it like preventing me from doing things? So it talks about taking a certain amount of time, like all right, say five or 10 minutes, that's your time to think about that and sulk and then you're done. Yeah. Um, which again, tough to do, but that's, oh. you know, people can get started with that, but the other thing they said was focusing on the present. Like you're doing this thing right here, right now, this is where you're at. Mm -hmm. So you need to be worried about that. Uh, and it gave one example that I'm like, man, this is perfect. Because we all play movies and scenarios in our head, things that haven't happened yet and might not ever, ever happen. But we just play these movies in our head, like this type of interaction, or oh, this is gonna happen because of this. And it hasn't even happened yet. So it gave one, uh, someone on their way to work, and they said, this traffic is going to make me late for work. That turns into, I'm a horrible employee who can't even show up on time. And then that turns into, I'm definitely going to get fired from my job before you even get to work. And you're in traffic. You can't control how fast the traffic moves. So Snowball like, effect. Exactly. And I was like, God, that is so perfect. Because... People do that with everything. Like, guilty as charged. Like, I've done that with plenty of things. Oh, yeah. Still catch myself doing it. Me too. I'm like, all right, all right stop. Stop right there. Like, we're, we're going down the rabbit hole. But, yeah. Uh, I thought that was just super interesting because, you know, I like at least touching on something mental health uh, in our shows. But I think this is just very relatable. I think a lot of people have this issue, and it's just... Yeah, I do it too. Mm -hmm. and, but those are a couple easy things. So analyze your, your thought patterns uh, and then focus on what you're doing right now with whoever you're doing that with. So I don't know if, if, if you've had any of that go down. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah. I, I am human, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's big, man, because uh, fo focus on things that you actually can control. If something didn't go the way you wanted to, maybe someone – rejected you or something just didn't the ball didn't bounce your way or whatever you can't affect that but you can the one thing you can't affect is like the actual lesson learned from it and how you're going to apply it as you said in the present moment because mm -hmm. you do not realize how many times this happens to me on a daily basis just with my cold calls because i'll like get in front of a decision maker on a cold call i'm like oh wow like this never like low chance of this happening and i kind of hype myself up a little too much and I always walk away from talking to someone thinking about like how, like things that I didn't do during it. And yeah. I'm always like, damn it. I wish I would have said this. Oh, I wish I would have used this tactic. Like I studied this all the time. Why didn't I apply it? But instead of like getting mad at myself, I literally just get over, I sulk for a little bit for like yeah. five seconds. 
I go to the present moment. And I write that shit down. Yeah. I'm like, hey, next time I'm in this position, I care about doing so well at this that I want to make sure that I apply this next time. Yeah. Because it happens all the time. Like, just with my words, and I wish I would have said things differently. And that's part of the learning process. And instead of seeing things like that as an ending, you should see it literally as a beginning to a new path of you becoming a better person because of that unfortunate thing. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah, that's that's it's all. Drop the mic, Tim. Yeah, because the same physical things are happening in your environment. Like, that's constant, but it's just your reaction to it and your frame of mind, and that's how that's mental health. Yeah, yeah. I I appreciate you sharing that because it really does. I mean, that's a common thing. Like, we really do dwell on the past. That's what we like. Like, mm. isn't it funny how, as humans, we're either always like looking in the past, or like whether we're on Instagram and we want like money and success, we're always like broadcasting into the future. We mm. seem to always be living in those two spaces, but yep. it's the toughest for people to just be in the present. And like Gary Vee says, I mean, you, you want everything right now, Ma- macro patience, micro speed. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it jumped out to me, but uh, to your point, it's, it's responding mm-hmm. to things and, and not like having that overreaction. Yeah. Like you need, the proper response, not a react. Uh, so it's because things are going to happen now and forever. Mm-hmm. They're going to happen. Yeah. Um, for you, which is hard to accept too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the response, it can be tough, but nailing the response is, uh, that's that's half the battle. But I don't know. That's something I, I've been working on is responding to things better. You know? Yeah. Have you been working on it? Is it just a matter of a frame of mind that you're forcing upon yourself, like uh, thinking the right things, reinforcing? That, listening to different things, reading different types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation. A lot more meditation. Meditation. So, so yeah. Uh, for me, a lot more prayer Yeah. too. So things like that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm, so I'm glad that you said meditation because... Um, the book talk that I'm going to do today, it talked about it in the same book. Next week, I want to talk about how this guy does meditation. Because people always ask, how do you do meditation? Yeah. I feel like there's no right way to do it. Yeah. So next week, I want to talk about a way that this guy does it. Kind of how I do it and go into that. For so, sure. Yeah, meditation's big. For sure. Uh, I know you said book talk. What you got for uh, an RLE? Yeah, so today? RLE, kind of an underrated thing. Um that I haven't been doing as much for my meetings at work, but I did for this week and I should do a lot more for every meeting is write at least one thing down in advance for, for a meeting. I like I, or just looking at it from the other view, never go into a meeting without any type of research or something written down, whether mm. it's one question, whether it's one fact you want to bring up. Cause I think it's important writing things down before meetings shows it helps you prepare. It helps you like be in a state of mind and have something valuable and insightful to bring to the conversation. Sure. So you can do that off the cuff as you're listening, but it also sends a message to the other people in the meeting, whether it's a one-on-one meeting or a group meeting, that you care enough about that meeting to do research and work before the meeting. It's not just another thing that's on your schedule. Um, and I did it, so we always have a, a Friday morning sales meeting, me and the other people that work in our indie branch. Mm-hmm. And we talk about things we took away from the sales week, uh, best practices, uh, issues we ran into. And I, I lately I've just been keeping it all in my head and just listening to what other people say mm-hmm. and just going off what they say. But this week I actually 
It's like, I'm going to start from here on out writing down everything in my little pad beforehand, just so I can reinforce bringing insightful things to the conversation. Because I'm, I'm not doing it for, for me, but I'm doing it for other people there to help right. them out. Uh, and I just felt like it was the best, because sometimes those meetings get mundane and not, but that's a frame of mind. So I just went in with a different state of mind and be like, hey, yeah. I really want to make sure this meeting's good and I get the most out of it. So, and it took me like five to 10 minutes to prepare for it. Yeah. And I just feel like the overall quality of the meeting was better just because I took time to write things down. That's so, what's up. That's one thing that I would share to someone. Like, I know meetings at work can get boring, but it actually feels good to just prepare for something and you feel so much more like smarter and better about yourself if you do that. So maybe just try try that out this week. Whether it's just one thing. Doesn't yeah. have to be a long list of things. Well, there's like there's no anxiety about, you know, oh, am I ready for something? Am I prepared? It's like if you have something, mm-hmm. like you said, you're you're good. Mm-hmm. You'll feel a lot better about it. Yeah, I should get better at that. Sometimes I do that. Well, the thing on the other side of the coin, it's always good. Like you you want the conversation to be natural, like free flowing. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to. But I feel like people will be like, oh, that's scripted if you do that. But just there's a difference between being scripted and actually thinking of something really important beforehand and making sure that you don't forget it for the meeting yeah. and writing it down because you don't want to forget it because it means that much to you to ask it or bring it up or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. good. I like it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Bruce and Almighty, that's the baby. way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I want to watch that movie. Shame. Dude, I'll watch it with you. I haven't seen that in a long time. Let's do it. Uh, what you got, yeah. bro? So uh, this one happened to be on my birthday. Okay. And since I've been like struggling with some things, dealing with some some stuff, uh, I got to my buddy Shelby's house, and I was sitting in his driveway for a while. I was on, on the phone, and he wasn't there. And I I uh, finish up my conversation and get out start putting things in, in his house. And uh, I come out, and he had showed up. And I'm just like, at that point, like, came out, gave me a hug, happy birthday. And I'm like, man, I have a lot to be grateful for. Like, people that are, like, here to celebrate my existence, mm-hmm. that do so on a daily basis anyway. Like, best friends and family and, and things going on around me. Like, it, man, I got, I got a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. I got a lot Puts of it good in things. perspective. And it's it just like, yeah, all of a sudden I was like, Phew. Man, like even just this, if it was just me and him that day, that would have been awesome too. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a, a good moment of gratitude that I, I think I needed that hadn't come for a while. Uh, you know, you get wrapped up in things and mm-hmm. I was like, man, these are, uh, got some pretty awesome things going on. So a lot of people would kill to have my problems. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's a good someone always has it worse yeah someone's always going through something than worse and yeah well we can't celebrate your birthday every weekend and every day it's nice to know in the back of your head that you have people there in your life that will celebrate life with you yeah and celebrate like just your existence as a human being yeah so that's good good frame of mind yeah so that was uh that was just a couple days ago so i'm like man shelby's the man too dude love that dude love shelby I always remember, like, whenever I'd see him in college, he would always be in a good mood. He would always just, he's just a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, dude. He, I mean, talk about someone with a good state of mind. He's got a good outlook on things. Yeah. I go to him for a lot of insight. Yeah. He's a wise dude. Yeah. You can tell that, like, 
he just doesn't get worked up about things. Like if something bad happens to him, he he'll digest it, but he won't like let that affect his interactions with other people. That's just what I've noticed. Yeah. Just a good dude. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's better at, at dealing stuff like that more so than I am. So that's why I go talk to him because I know he, he can, can teach you. He can kind of just straighten me yeah. out a little bit and and say say things in a different way that other people might not. Mm-hmm. To where it's not to make me feel good, but it's what exactly what I need. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's the fucking truth. Yeah. He was also one of the first when I first played pickup basketball at Butler when I was a freshman. He was like one of the first few people I met. Really? There. Yeah. Yeah, he's been one of my yeah. closest buddies since since he first rushed out. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh and that's that's an important like thing. Like if you if you're if you're friends with someone, just randomly tell them, "Hey, like it's 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 okay to just randomly text me like, "Hey, I'm thankful that you're alive. I'm thankful that you're my friend." Yeah. Cuz people just love to hear that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Just like you it felt good for you to celebrate your birthday. Like I said, you can't celebrate your birthday every day, but it's nice to just take time to like thank someone for just being alive, just being, being your friend. So 100%. I just want to add that in. But yeah, yeah no, good, on. good add-on, Tim. Yeah, no. nice little condiment. I I had, I had to twist the bottle cap, just tighten it, <laughs> t- tighten it to seal that up. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going at first. I was like, you, you about to you I'm about going. to just unleash the beast here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got. Uh, a little more... Oh, uh, I noticed that you, that you got that uh, rumination article off of Ladders. Yeah? It's a good website. It's got some good articles on oh. it. Keep going. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> I was just looking at it. It's a good, it's a good place to... It's a good career website yeah. to if you're tr- really trying to up your oh. career game. Okay, it's, it's, word. But keep going. Sorry. No, no, no you're good, dude. I was like, yeah, yeah. and? I guess. <laughs> it's just another website. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pretty good website. You know, I'm a regular on there. <laughs> Uh, so I was in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and talked about criticizing and how you need to resist the urge to criticize. Okay. Uh, like, like there's good productive criticism that you can provide to people and, you know, in this or that scenario, but I talked about people who always need to be critical. And it was saying like, if all you do is criticize, uh, you'll probably also see, or maybe not, but hopefully how much change it has on things because it has no change. And it just contributes to the anger and distrust in the world. It's like, okay, you're going to make people feel like they can't do anything right. That That's how people want to be treated and felt. Like, that. that's fun. Uh, but And then you're either going to force them to retreat or attack and lash out because they're angry or they're scared. It's like, that's not having a conversation. Like, now you just push them to an extreme. You just don't know which one yet. So it's like... Yeah, you can be critical at times, and people need to understand that how to analyze that criticism too. Another mm-hmm. book I'm reading uh, talks about uh, in, in couples like analyzing the criticism. Like maybe the delivery, yes, could be better, but there's something behind that to where it's like, okay, for whatever reason, this is a problem for this person. How, how can I, I change something, or how can we meet in the middle on, on some things? But uh, the, the last point, like biggest point I had was how do you feel after you're critical of someone or vice versa? Either way, you don't feel great. So you just, you didn't add anything to anyone's day or, or livelihood. You just, you made it all worse. Mm-hmm. So it's like, be slow to the criticism. 
and start with like a conversation like look if there are issues then okay have a straight up conversation about it but don't just it's the intention yeah so that's that, the, the, the assumptions and and the intention behind it and, and the way you you breach it mm-hmm. so, so I, I liked I liked this because it's very very easy to to get on someone's case mm-hmm. when it doesn't fit whatever your personal agenda inside your head that they didn't know about is mm-hmm. you know yeah and if you are gonna criticize someone or if you're gonna tr- if you're gonna give them some type of feedback to make make them better I always think it's important to preface that with saying that you yourself aren't perfect like mm-hmm. I myself have made mistakes in this area before but I really think that you can do that you're capable of so much more than what you're doing I think that'd be a good way to it. it reminds me of the Carnegie book the how to win friends and influence people how, how that they say that when you give feedback to someone you should you should say that you're not perfect or, or yeah. be critical of yourself before you are of them. Mm-hmm. It goes back to Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life where he says, clean your own room before you go out and, and, and judge people out in the yeah. world. Like, Make sure things yeah. are right at home with you before you go out and do that. And if you are, just be humble about yourself. And everyone, everyone, everyone makes mistakes. And everyone makes different kinds of mistakes through time. Uh, it's just important to relate to people and, and have the best intentions for them. And don't make them feel like shit. Like, the the intention behind criticism is to make both people feel better. Yeah. So it's just like people are trying their best, man. Yeah. At the end of the day, most people are just trying their best. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what you got on to book talk? Uh yeah. So okay. Uh strategies to become more business savvy at your company. Ooh. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who Maybe working at a whether it's a small company, private company, a big publicly traded company. If you're if you're going through the groove right now, work's going well. You're doing your job right, but you're just you're looking to get that edge, mm-hmm. become a little more savvy about your company. There's some things that you can do, and this is kind of piggybacking off uh, Bob Vito's episode. But I read an article that talks about like the strategies to, to do this, what you can do at your company, and there's five of them. And the first one is understand the company's business performance the way an investor would. So this means whatever whatever company you're looking at, you should read every single press release that's come out about your company in the past month. You should look at you should look at the annual if it's a publicly traded company, you should look at the annual report. If it's a private company, you should look at usually companies have some type of newsletter they send out about how they did performance-wise. So get to know that cuz you never know when you're going to be in the same room as the CEO and be really like when you get that information, be curious about it enough to the point where like you can ask good questions about it because that shows that you've done your research. So that's the first one. Uh, learn the business from immediate managers and team members. So there's definitely people at your company that have been there longer than you are and people that you look up to and look at for their knowledge. So tap into that. Maybe there's, maybe you can educate other people about stuff they don't know about when they've been there longer. You don't have to, it doesn't even matter how, how long you've been there, but everyone has some type of experience within that company that you don't mm-hmm. and vice versa. So tap into that two-way relationship and talk to your immediate managers and team members. Uh, another thing is get to know the end user of your product. So whether you work for an orthopedic company and you do artificial hips and knees, talk to the people who have artificial hips and knees for your company. Ask about Get it from their mouth as to why they came to your business in the first place, what your business has done for them, 
from a lifestyle standpoint because mm-hmm. your customers are your most important sales tool. So really speak to your end user. That's what I do with my company too. Like all the customers I've signed, I check in on them on a weekly basis to see how things are doing. Yeah. Maybe not weekly basis. I don't let a month go by without me talking to a current customer and ask, hey, is everything good? What are we doing well? What are we doing not well? For sure. use, use both those things to go get new customers For sure. and bring those ideas back to your management team as well if you're not doing something well. So that's another important thing to be more business savvy. Uh, another one is request assignments and projects uh, that require you to learn something Ooh, new. Extra work. Or on a cross-functional team. So I've been trying to do that a lot with our marketing department at Wildman because we have sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And in today's society, it's even more important for sales and marketing to be close together. Uh, so try to find like opportunities to work with other departments. Like for me, uh, it was us creating a, a marketing handout to hand to businesses when we cold call walk in. Kind of consolidating a lot of the useful information that's useful to this indie market and doing it like that. Uh, and it required us to work with a marketing team. So I think that's important not to stand at your silo of your department. Uh, and then the, the last one is take outside courses, whether that's reading cool articles online, whether that's learning something new online, getting a certification for something, uh, anything. Because that it's important to learn information from your own company, the people within your company, and from experience. But there's so, much, so many things out there that you can take little bits and pieces from. So. Yeah. No, I like that because all those point to the fact of you need to be genuinely interested in your company. Yeah. And if yep. you don't want to do any of these things willingly, you need to ask a few different questions. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because so important. it's like if you don't want to know, if you don't care to know, then you're just there to collect and get out. Mm-hmm. So you might want to reassess your situation and how much you want to be there yeah. or somewhere else. Yep. So I, I like I like that you brought up those points because after everyone, I'm like, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. So if you don't want to do that, that's it's a different issue. Yeah. If you don't want to do those, either find a company that you do want to do it for or start your own company. There you go. Start <laughs> it up. That's good. Oh, man. I like this one. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. We did it. Nice Sunday episode. This will go out. Hell yeah. Today, Tuesday. Uh-huh. Look at me talking in my future tense. In your future tense. <laughs> nice job. Oh, nice tense. Yes. Hey, everyone, if uh, if you're enjoying the show, you're getting some value out of it, head over to iTunes. Tim said it only takes 30 seconds, so if it takes you longer, yell at him, not me. Head over to iTunes, search Off the Dome Radio. Um, leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know uh, some other things you might like to hear about. Uh, maybe point out some guests that you think uh, that we would enjoy speaking with as well. Um, if you leave us a review and rating, DM us on Instagram that you have done so. Uh, with a good mailing address as well, and we'll send you a free laptop sticker on us. Uh, Tim, anything else before we kick off here? No, just go kill it this week. Go learn from your mistakes. Mistakes aren't a means to an end. They're a means to a new beginning of learning something new. So just keep that mindset this week. All right, we'll see you later. (laughs)